Welcome to the Enneagram and Christianity podcast with Claire and Scott. Welcome, everybody. Glad to be with you today. We are moving on in Good News series, uh, the Enneagram and the Good News. And uh, we've loved this series talking about finding Jesus in all nine styles. And today we're going to be focusing in on the three and where we see Jesus showing up as a three. Yeah, we're really looking forward to this conversation. We've got some great guests. Stacy Livingston and Jacques Short are our three examples, just a couple of beautiful friends of ours. And then Evan Sharpley is going to read the descriptive of the three, which oh Evan my gosh. is such a three. Yeah, and we'll <laughs> talk about that at the end. But for now, uh, we'll start with the scripture. The apostles returned and reported on what they had done. Jesus took them away off by themselves near the town called Bethsaida. Now, I love that right off the bat. So there's good three energy going on with the disciples. They wanted to come and report on what they had done, let (laughs) Jesus know. And Jesus says, all right, now we're going to have a rhythm of rest after your work. That's right. Mm -hmm. The crowds caught wind of it and they followed. Jesus graciously welcomed them and talked to them about the kingdom of God. So it's so cool. It's okay. Jesus knows they need rest, but when people follow, he welcomes them. And it goes on to say, those who needed healing, he healed. That's a three sentence. Mm -hmm. (laughs) As the day declined, the 12 said, dismiss the crowd so they can go to the farms or villages around here and get a room for the night and a bite to eat. We're out in the middle of nowhere. Here's my favorite. You feed them, Jesus said. I love it. Like, you are going to be a part of this. You're going to be a part of a miracle. And so Jesus is saying, you can do this. So they're scampering around looking for food. They said we couldn't scrape up more than five loaves of bread and a couple of fish. Unless, of course, you want us to go to town ourselves and buy food for everybody. There were more than 5,000 people in the crowd. Yeah, some theologians say it may have been up to about 20,000 uh, because the way they counted families was by the male representative. And so thinking of uh, the the entire family could be up to about 20,000 people. That's a lot of people. Right? But, but he, he went, went ahead. And directed his disciples, <laughs> sit them down in groups of about 50 They did what he said and soon had everyone seated. He took the five loaves and the two fish, lifted his face to heaven in prayer, blessed, broke, and gave the bread and fish to the disciples to hand out to the crowd. After the people had all eaten their fill, 12 baskets of leftovers were gathered up. So we really saw this, uh, this multiplication um, and really great delegation of work is very three-like. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I love this part of, um, you know, kind of like a little sandwich here. He blesses it, and then God gives it to uh, the disciples to serve and work it. It's like, you can do this, right? And you can, you can uh, organize it. You can get this miracle going and God multiplied it. So God blessed it. The disciples served it and worked it because Jesus delegated it. And then God multiplied it. And and then I think, you know, when you think of um, Jesus here as a healthy three, t- 
type, the effective type. Um, really keys to being effective and productive are, you know, you need to, you need to touch the people, not just do something. You're created for connection. And so healthy threes don't just do work. They touch people. And so they allow their heart to come alive. And so we're really excited today about bringing you this uh, part of the series on the Enneagram and the good news. So here we go, friends. <laughs> but we're going to be talking about the three today. So you, I can do this in less than five minutes. The blessed three, our the beloved three, style. the effective, efficient style. So we're going to try to be really efficient. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, everybody get ready. Fasten your seatbelts. Because you saw Jesus in the feeding of the 5,000 as the effective style. You saw our Jesus who actually, you know, when his guys say, hey, there's a lot of people to feed. He says, look, here's the way to be effective, productive, and successful. Let God bless it. You serve it. You work it. God multiplies it. It's that simple. Like Jesus is basically saying here, okay, first of all, I'm going to bless it. Then you're going to see it multiply, but now you have to work and serve. Do you know that? Did you well, guys I thought, know that? I thought the way that you led us in communion today is just a beautiful picture of that, right? That we receive communion, we're the body, we go yes. out, and then God blesses uh, our breaking of bread together. We receive it, we go out, we work with what God has given us, and it makes a difference. So, yeah. yeah. And don't you so. love it that God can do it that fast? Like, how in the world did they feed... Some theologians say, because they said it was over 5,000, that there were like 20,000 people. And I love this. The way, the keys to effective, productive, successful life is Jesus says, you feed them. You're blessed for a giving. Can you say that? You're blessed blessed for for a giving. giving, Not for a living. Like the money you have, you're blessed to be a giver. Anybody ever notice that? Mm -hmm. Okay, just shout out, say it's true then. It's true. I mean, have you ever outgiven God? I just want to know one person, one person, Mm -hmm. ever outgiven God. I'm telling you, you are blessed for a giving. And and Jesus tells him, you touch him, sit him down in 50s because you're created for connection. There are a lot of people who work but don't touch anybody. I thought that's part of the miracle too, just the the disciples being able to herd all of those cats into groups of 50, a bunch of men doing that. It's just like a miracle. Don't you think that's the beginning of the miracle? Yeah. yeah there's more miracles 70, than meet the you know, eye. Probably right? the 70 were helping by that. <laughs> but here's what I'm wondering about. I'm wondering about the fact that sometimes we go to work just like perfunctory, like mm-hmm. got to do my job, doing my job, just doing my job, getting my paycheck. Jesus basically is saying, you're blessed for a giving, and I want you to touch people. Wherever you work, your life, that's your place of a miracle. Wherever we are, God is saying, I want you to bless people, and I want you to touch them. I want you to, like, don't touch everybody on the chest. That's, you know what I mean? Like, you have to have relationship with people to do that. You know what I'm saying? But find yeah, out we, we, how, we got that. Did you that? Yeah, we got that. But find out how people want to be touched. It's good. Like discover how your blessing can actually bring life to somebody. See, I think about this. I, I love that Jesus makes us a part of it. God's going to bless it. You serve it and work it, and God will multiply it. It's like a God sandwich. All you have to do is serve it and work it. Let God bless it and let God multiply it. Are you with me? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, a lot of us, we're working and we're not seeing great fruit in our jobs. I want to say, have you asked God to bless it? What if we got up every morning and said, God, bless it. God, would you bless my work and every encounter? I'm going to serve and work, but I need a God sandwich. You bless it, you multiply it. And then watch what God does. Start seeing miracles in your workplace. God wants to do that. Mm-hmm. God is interested in blessing the people you work with. Yeah. God is interested in blessing your family. God wants you to, you know, he, he wants you to feed them. I love it. When they say they're hungry, Jesus says, then feed them. You. Look at the person next to you. Say he's talking to you. Jesus is talking to you. Yeah. You feed them. Yeah. You. You. Mm-hmm. You're the one. You're the one. I put you there in that school, in that job, in that family. You are it. No plan B. So I just want to say, you know, in a, in a, um, many people, when they talk about threes, they might not realize that they're heart types. We are heart types. Mm -hmm. And, but we can lose heart when we just do the work. So if you keep putting your life in the hands of God, you will reproduce what is needed because you are connected to God. Like instead of just doing all this stuff where at the end of the day you go, I am so tired, I never want to see those people again. You have never said that, have you? (laughs) You've never said TGIF, don't want to see those people till Monday. Okay, so is there anybody with me out here? (laughs) But what would happen if we kept putting our hands and our lives in the hands of God, the work that we're doing, the relationships we have, ask God to bless it and multiply it, And then just show up and see what God could do because we're connected to God. You're not just making it happen. You're working with God. You are in God. Can you say in God? In God. You are in God for the world. In God. You're not in the world for God. You are in God for the world. Because if you're in the world for God, you're just going to go out there and do a bunch of stuff that might burn up wood, hay, and stubble. But if you are in God for the world, you're going to be effective like Jesus. These type threes, come on up, friends. They show us that God is effective. The producers, multitaskers, ambitious, energetic. They're charming. Come on. Optimistic. They're self-assured. They're competent. They're good leaders. I'm glad you said so. They display harmonized energy. Do you think Claire is a three? And they display sacred confidence. They do. Jesus is such a beautiful picture of this. These uh, threes are natural-born leaders. They just lead us into good places when they are in their Except authentic... Except for when they lead you into bad places. Right. Well, when, we'll get to that in a minute. Anyway, <laughs> we'll get to the bad places they can go. But when they're in their true self, they, they produce, they multiply, they're effective. They are the people that make a huge difference. They're generally charismatic. They are very comfortable uh, being in front of groups and leading groups. And they're, they're good uh, with teamwork, but they don't like incompetency. But we'll get to that. Lord have mercy. Yeah. yeah um, all this good stuff, right? Authentic, true self. They're effective achievers. Their redemptive virtue is truth because uh, their way away from uh, virtue is deception. We'll talk about that in a second. They're efficient, they're effective, they're producers, they're motivators, they're task-oriented, they're energetically (laughs) assertively. (laughs) See, it's like they're not even done with the adjectives on this one. No, we're not done. I think that's a typo on our part. In fact, do you guys remember Evan Sharpley? 
Okay, Evan, one of our uh, homeboys here at Crossroads, he's coming right up on the screen, and he's going to read to you from our book. And just check What's out... What's up, guys? Uh, this is Evan Sharpley. You're probably wondering why I'm sitting in my car right now. I'm currently in a Target parking lot uh, and just got done with a Spartan race in Chicago at Wrigley Field. If you don't know what a Spartan race is, uh, go ahead and look it up. I got this little fancy thing here, too. Uh, but I've got the definition for you, for those of you like me, uh, that are threes. And it goes like this. I'm a productive achiever that wants to make things succeed. I like things to work efficiently. Greasing the wheels to make things happen is second nature. I like to shine and look competent and fruitful. My image matters. I want people to think I am wonderful and accomplished. I can take my identity from what I do and achieve. Sometimes I think my value comes from doing and not being. Life for me is often a series of tasks, goals, and accomplishments that I do at a high rate of speed. I want to avoid failure. I like to lead and I'm a great motivator and team player. I set aside my emotions and needs to get the job done. I like to be on top, and I'm irritated with incompetent people and those that slow the process down. Slowing the pace feels unproductive and like we are failing. Under pressure, I will cut corners and push the process, even if it means being deceitful and superficial. Thanks, guys, and have a good one. Bye. <laughs> There's Evan. Is that just classic three coming right from a race to, to his car to read? With his medal yeah, still we're on. Grateful for, anyway, we're grateful hallelujah. For anyway, let's welcome Stacy and Jacques, a couple of our resident threes, along with Claire. You know what I noticed? Three threes up here and one nine. So three of you make one nine. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. we're going to test these threes here. So Jacques and Stacy, uh, either one of you can go first. What's it like on your best day? Uh, to be a three, what does that look like for you? I would say on my best day, when I think of when I'm in my element of being a three, um, I'm very focused and production driven, but in a way that I'm giving to others. Say, for instance, my um, I counsel and do mental health counseling. And it took a while for me to learn, but I, the Lord guided me through Enneagram training. And, you know, um, I found that sitting in a session and just not being the one who knows everything and who drives the session and just giving of myself and hearing where that person is from and letting them control the session um, is a blessing to me because then I find myself being a blessing to them, being there for them. So it, my best day, I'm 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 not controlling. <laughs> I'm I'm not behind the wheel all the time, and you know, Beautiful. making those turns myself. So when you were a pro boxer and um, were on the Olympic team, were, were those your best days? No. I realized after I started learning the traits of a three in that phase of my life, and I'm sure my wife will attest to it, is um, those were my most unhealthy days. Mm. Um, everybody knew me, you know, I'm on TV and I'm number one in the world and 
You know, it was, you know, I know best. And it was just a vanity and an arrogance about myself that really makes me want to puke when I think about it now. You know, of the Yeah, world. and did failure, how did failure help you come to your true self? It took a, it was a huge process. I mean, it was blood, sweat, and tears. Um, it really was. Uh, that I could not have gone through without my wife. No way in this world could I have gone through that by myself without negative thoughts um, that would not be great or life-giving for myself. It's wonderful. And so even difficulty actually has helped you be really your truest self. Right. That matured me. The difficulties matured me and took me from that phase of life to where I'm at now. I have not yet arrived, but I can see a lot of potential in the positive of life now as a three, you know, and I can live to allow the characteristics and the traits of a three help me to drive more efficiently and effectively. I love that. I love the attention that you're talking about, Jacques, just attention that you brought to your own life, paying attention to it, but then giving intention to that, which is what we are talking about a lot during this series, especially um, making intentional changes and allowing God to move into those spaces. So we definitely see that in your life. What a gift. We see Jesus, the effective one in you. Yeah, and I, I'm thinking, too, you know, we put together these faces, um, Stacy and I, and uh, on, on, you know, all the types. And, again, remember, there are several different levels of health with every, all of the faces that we've seen. So, um, Stacy, tell me why you chose that, that guy up in the right-hand corner. That's one of those things you do that I don't understand. Oh, Black Panther? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, she's a Trekkie and a superheroes person and all that. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, it, you know, it just he is very effective in what he does. He's all about achieving and, um, you know, in Wakanda and what he does there. I mean, if you watch the movies, you can see how he's very effective. But he doesn't use his um, success to hurt other people. Is that right? He's a healthy three. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's perfect. (laughs) Yeah, as you can see, nobody's perfect all around the circle, right? Um, And uh, we see people at different stages of health. But what's it like for you, Stacey, on your best day? Uh, On my best day is being able to probably achieve and make big things, events happen um, successfully, uh, effectively, under budget, um, <laughs> and uh, that are eventually. If you guys don't know, like even some of these things that you see up here, Stacy and Ryan, they build them, and like, like all the crates were free, and of course, you know, they were free to paint them and build them. So she's always under budget. That's very important. Yeah. So yeah, like putting together summer arts camp, a big program every summer here. Um, that would be me on my best days doing things like that. Do you want to talk about your worst day or not really? Or should we have Ryan come up and do that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> he, he was coming. <laughs> um, yeah, he has to live with me, right? <laughs> my, worst days. Um, my worst days are probably when um, I'm pushing beyond my limits, uh, 
pushing too hard, um, too much, where my family will get my leftovers. Um, I'll be have maybe a shorter fuse, not as much patience because I'm just pushing beyond my own human cap- capabilities, um, feeling worn out. I'll get effects in my body's like heart palpitations. That's always fun. Um, you know, things like that. So that's me on my worst days when I'm just pushing as a human doing, not a human being. Could you say that three times? <laughs> yes. Being is hard to do for a three. That's what Shannon Tiernan and I came up with. Is Shannon here today? She's not. not here today. So yeah, so we uh, yeah we came up with that because we're both threes. That just being, being is hard to do is the oxymoron. So what's the spiritual practice that you might do to help you let go of that like totally driven workaholic kind of personality type? Um, I do a few things now. Uh, breath prayer is really huge because. Um, as you mentioned before, a three's energy, we're in another room before we ever get there because we're just like, go. I mean, watch out. I might knock you over. I probably have said I'm sorry to lots of you when I'm on a mission and I'm bumping by you. But uh, So a breath prayer helps me to be present and here, all here, and not you know, three steps ahead is something that I'm trying to achieve or do. Um, so that's just um, – Attaching a name for God that means something to you on your inhalation and then something you're asking God to do for you on your exhalation. So it might be, um, Almighty God, bring me peace. You know, whatever, you can add your own words. And so just taking a moment to breathe and be all here, that's really helpful practice for me. Um, in a morning quiet time, I've really developed that where I just go and be still before God instead of just jumping out of bed and let's achieve, let's do, let's go, um, let's just be and be still and know um, that helps me and um, uh, deferring and preferring helps me too so when I think that um, I need to be in charge and take charge because I can do this thing just you know and grab it out of someone's hands I got this um, to defer and prefer to other people um, that's big help for, for me too I'll try that <laughs> <laughs> what about a practice for you Jacques I find it very interesting that we haven't taught, but our practices are so similar. Um, it's like for the past 10 years, you know, when I drive, I drive a distance to work. It's always been over 35 minutes or 30 minutes to get to work. So I listen to no radio and it's just me and God in devotion and um, talking about the day and how I can be life-giving. And that's where I derive from breath prayers at that point to determine what the focus of the day is. What are some challenges that I know I'm going to have today and some meetings that I'm going to sit in and just how we're going to go about where me and God is going to go about that day. So um, that use for the most part, that helps me stay on track. And then also, um, I love to empower others. So using that satisfaction, um, me going in, I have a, I'm have a manager. So therefore, people come to me and say, I got this problem. And I got a habit of playing the hero and taking care of that problem. Jacques to the rescue type attitude. So now just empowering mm-hmm. others. Yeah, empowering others to do that themselves and even other things that I want to take control over, empowering others to um, give their best in that area because that's what they're skilled at. It's good. 
Can we all take a breath together? Just breathe in. And maybe you could breathe in uh, the name for God that is drawing you these days. The name you use when you pray. Abba. Holy Spirit. Faithful God. And just breathe in and breathe out a release of what you think you have control over and let it go to God. We're actually slowing down the kind of driven energy that this culture is so famous for, rushing from here to there. God, may we be effective, all of us, made in your nature in ways that are not driven by the speed of this culture, but by connecting with you. Help us do what is ours to do from a place of being in God. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, guys. Amen. Don't Let's you hear love it. them? The, the gifts they are in our midst. So, basically, what we want you to know is that in the false self, um, threes are workaholics. They're self-deceptive. They're overly competitive, opportunistic. They cut corners and image management and superficiality, and they're unfree. So let's just switch. Let's get right past that. I don't want to. (laughs) So here's the reality. When you are moving too quick, you're not paying attention to your own interior life. Mm -hmm. And I, like Stacy, can crash through a room and forget people. And I know that that is one of my um, least favorite things about myself, is that when I am moving so fast and I don't see you, so I, I get to just say to you all, forgive me for my crashing around. That workaholism has been a big part of my life, and until I was 40 years old, I really didn't even know it. I did not know I was a workaholic. I thought I was just doing God's work. I worked for Jesus, and that's a lot to do. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like I would wake up in the morning, and my own little inner supervisor would say, get up, make that thing send that email, go to that place. I mean, I would have 25 things I, was, I had to do before I even got my feet on the floor. And I had this bully supervisor that just had me working, 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 working all the that, time. That wasn't me. That was the internal the stuff. The internal yeah. one, yeah. yeah. Just to clarify it's that. It's absolutely I, true. I mean, I'm sure I've been a bully supervisor once. And you toward me as well. But I mean, that's not what we're talking about it's here. Not, I just today. Wanna, not today. We'll don't do want anybody to miss conference. what, yeah, that'll be a marriage conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Different be, you know, And I had no idea that my own workaholism was hurting the people that I worked with. I had no idea that telling them, we got to get that done by Friday or actually yesterday or whatever, you know, not even realizing it. Don't laugh, Ron. And, uh, and, you know, and so I, 
I'm, I'm, still, I'm still working on it, friends. But I have an inner supervisor that has me working, working day and night. And um, actually made me very sick. And you'll hear that testimony if you listen to the podcast. I won't tell you today. But self-deception with a three is a big thing. They don't even know they're being an idiot. Like that was totally not on my radar. You, you guys okay with me saying idiot in church? I had no clue. I have no clue sometimes. But now I'm more aware of my own moving energy. Yeah, I would say that um, you're being really vulnerable here. But I would say that in my experience, you are certainly one of the most transforming threes, aware threes that I've ever seen. So... Um, like when the conversation around the Enneagram comes up, uh, it's interesting because everybody seems to have types that push their buttons, but threes uh, are kind of the category that at times um, there's a lot of people have a, have problems with that three energy, that three style. Um, I just, I haven't experienced that with, with you and with the, you know, with the threes that I've done a lot of life with, but um, anyway, just something for all of us to pay attention to. Yeah. Well, you're very kind. Yeah. And, I just... and, and so we need to get done because it's 1147. So everybody stand up. Transformation requires your attention and intention and spiritual practices matter, mm-hmm. which is why I have to practice solitude and silence. I have to practice the art of slowing. I get in the longest grocery line. I, I walk slower on purpose and I confess to see and failure just so that I can stay honest right. and I don't, aware. Yeah, I don't right? want to cut that off. No. Um, let me just say this about loving a three, uh, because I think this is important. And you guys, in the in all of the books, there's this part, loving a three. We won't go through all of it. But uh, for those of us around threes, it's really important to, uh, Jacques mentioned it, it's been mentioned a couple different times, to make sure that they have space and just ask them good questions about their own soul care. Because they'll make sure that uh, they're they're working hard and producing, but they you just try to help them and hold them and give them space uh, to make sure that they have their own care and they're paying attention to their own heart. They're really good at knowing our heart. They're in the heart space. Uh, Three is one of the reasons that they're so effective is because they can come in a room like this, for instance, and they can feel the room. They feel what we are all, you know, that's why a lot of times really effective worship leaders, for instance, have three style and energy, um, just communicators, but just help them pay attention to their own heart because they will not pay attention to that without intention. Yeah, and that's why worship goes longer when I lead worship because I'm feeling everybody's feelings in the room. Mm -hmm. And if I feel like... Okay, nobody knows what John and I were celebrating over here, but while he was playing drums, he and I were celebrating something that we both are cheering on right now and saying is really awesome in life, right, John? High five right there, brother. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we had to sing that song like 25 times, and I had to keep going over there and going like that because I'm feeling John's feelings about celebrating a really good thing that's going on that we both know about. I want to say to you all, when I see someone's head bowed, when I see the long line at the candles, I'm not rushing that part of the service. I just can't. It's like, I, I want to make sure you get to go ask Christ to be the light. I, you know, it's like, oh yeah, we're going to have to sing that song six more times. Cause, cause you know what? I just got to say, I'm not going to hurry. 
I, you know, I've spent a lot of my life hurrying. I'm not going to hurry through worship with y'all, right? Because we need that. We need to be in God's presence. We needed to sing, be thou my vision two times. You know what I'm saying? Did you love that? It was yeah, awesome. it was double vision, double vision. Right? And then anyway. I, I couldn't, wait, 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 just one more thing. And I couldn't cut out <laughs> the last song that Sam and Lindsay did for us, Morning Has Broken. Like, who needed that song today? See what I'm saying? Yeah. So it might not have been you, but the person next to you really needed that song. So it can be, it can really wear you out. Can it, Kristen? She's a three. How many? Throw me your gang sign if you're a three. Like you're feeling, you feel that you feel the hearts of everybody in the room, and there it it can be overwhelming. It really can. So love your threes, and let's we pray do. We for love threes. we love our you threes. Do. Yeah, you do. So Lord, we are so grateful for uh, this style that is resident in so many around us. I I think this is uh, a type that all of us uh, can recognize the three, the goodness, the beauty, the just the love that we all receive from the three. So we bless them on this day. And we just pray pray that we could let go of what isn't ours to do Mm -hmm. and become human beings. based on performance or success. God, will you lift the weight of that performance-oriented drivenness from our friends that are threes and help them be aware when to walk slowly and breathe. And will you help the people who love threes? Give them the grace. God bless you guys. You can stop at the fair trade table if you want. We've got some mugs that go to human trafficking. There's so many effective ways you can help people today. God bless you. Go be the hands and feet. Well, that was just wonderful conversation with Stacy and Jacques. And how about Evan? That is such great three example. Wish you could have seen it. Uh, with him sitting in his car after the Spartan race at Wrigley Field with his medal on. It was just beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, the three energy is when threes are healthy, they really are uh, bringing a, a wonderful presence to the world. You know, Jacques, as you heard, is a therapist, and uh, Stacy is actually our um our spiritual formation arts pastor. Evan was our youth pastor some time ago, in addition to being, you know, a Notre Dame quarterback and a Spartan. Notre Dame baseball player. Right, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and I love, um, you know, when Jacques said that the healthiest part of his life was not when he was the Olympic boxer, but when he was actually after that and experienced some failure. So we just say that uh, threes that are healthy 
are really showing us the effectiveness of God. And so, rock on, threes. (laughs) Till next time, next week, the fours.